Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You probably saw the troubling story in Wichita in which a statue of Jackie Robinson was cut off at the ankles, and then subsequently we found out that the statue was thrown in a dumpster and burned. Well, yesterday, the man who was in charge of the park and the Jackie Robinson statue, Bob Lutz, announced that Major League Baseball and the 30 teams are going to contribute to replace the Jackie Robinson statue in Wichita. And a lot of times when you work for somebody... There are times where you don't feel great about it, but I would think Greg Amzinger, who works for MLB and MLB Network, feels great about this, that the Jackie Robinson statue is going to be replaced by his employers. And Greg joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Greg, that must be a a great feeling, and I think that's something probably as you walk through the halls, you can kind of puff out your chest with uh, MLB as your employer, knowing that they did the right thing and a great thing. Yeah, I got I got to commend uh, the commissioner's office on this one, Randy. I, I completely agree with you. There are moments when, obviously, uh, it's hard to always take the company line uh, because well, it's a business. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, the collective bargaining agreement was a very sticky situation uh, to be on television during that time um, because you it, it makes sense on both sides of the argument. But in something like this where you're making a, a horrible wrong right again um and 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 really like planting a flag in the ground saying we stand for something great uh very proud no doubt major league baseball doing the right thing here and it didn't take a long time for them to come up to this decision it's a great great move all right i want to ask you about the whole a's situation because jeff passan and ken rosenthal are questioning whether it's even going to happen now not whether it's going to work but whether it's going to happen what's your latest read on the a's to vegas I think talking about the commissioner's office, they're all in on Las Vegas, all in. And after going, uh, hosting the all MLB show in Vegas, which ended up being a great event. And we're, we're going to be back in Vegas a lot. That relationship in terms of major league baseball, wanting to flourish in that city, in that market, which is growing as it stands right now, it's actually, it would be the smallest market in baseball television market. I think he's number 40 to be behind Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think they're committed. And once you get the commissioner's office committed on something, um, full speed ahead. It's not it. To me, it's not going backwards. I understand that the Oakland A's or the athletics, what they don't want to do is a slow roll at debut in Vegas, which means they only want to play baseball in their brand new retractable roof stadium, state of the art, right? They don't want to go there and play a game in Vegas until it's this grand opening. Well, what happens between then and now, it's going to be weird. And maybe we've never seen it before where they move and bounce around different cities and call it home. So if Major League Baseball says, you know what, actually this isn't the right move, just go to Vegas and play in a facility in Vegas now and you're the Vegas A's sooner than you want to be, that might be what ends up happening here. But I, and I don't see any other way that the Las Vegas athletics aren't a reality. Well, Greg, speaking of changes coming in Major League Baseball, obviously the Angelos family is selling the Orioles for over a billion dollars to private equity moguls. What was your reaction to that move? Because it really seems like there's just been a lot of frustration from Orioles fans because they haven't really spent a lot of money to improve the team. 
Yeah, and more importantly, Brooke, it's the it's the area around the ballpark. It's a crown jewel ballpark, Camden Yards. It just is. But when you go to other big league cities, and you, I mean, Cardinals are a perfect example. I mean, what's going around St. Louis and Bush Stadium is beautiful. I mean, you can go, and there are a lot of people that go down there for games don't go into the ballpark because it's so much fun to be in Cardinal Village. So I, I think that's what they're looking for. And the Angeles family never committed to the neighborhood around the ballpark. So it, it is affected attendance. This is a team that was incredibly good last year. They're going to be a dominant force in American League for years to come. I don't ever expect them, unless things change around that ballpark, to be a top 10 attendance team. I don't see that happening. They can win 120 games. They will not be in the top 10 in attendance. And that isn't right. It shouldn't be the case. So to see Cal Ripken's name attached to this ownership group is going to give Oriole fans a peace of mind, even though they, they just signed a lease to stay at Camden Yards. Any lease can be broken. But it's going to give them peace of mind that the Orioles will, A, stay in Baltimore, and B, get an excitement because it, it's something that Cal's dreamt up. He's always rooted for Baltimore to be a terrific baseball city. It was when he played there, but things have gone downhill in terms of all the establishments around that ballpark. If the team's going to be good for years to come, why not? give the patrons more opportunities to spend money around the ballpark where they're going to witness winning. So I think this new ownership group is a great move for the Orioles, great for the city of Baltimore, and you're going to see that product continue to trend the right direction. Spring training right around the corner. Greg, who are some of the names that have surprised you that are uh, still on the board that are free agents? Man, Ryan Stanek. I I love Ryan Stanek. St. Louis kid. The second he hit free agency, knowing the Cardinals were going to need relievers. I thought for sure he'd be a target. Now, his ERA went up. He was over four last year. His K per nine fluctuates. It does. But I just like the gamer in him, man. A former University of Arkansas SEC pitcher. Big dude. Fearless. Bounces off the mound. He feels his position pretty well. And he's been in big games. I like a guy that will take on any role. If you remember, he flourished with Tampa Bay as an opener. Where that was not a thing. He was kind of like the first opener. He'll take the ball wherever and whatever. And his former teammate, Phil Maton, I'm surprised that he is still out there. Over 60 appearances his last two years. Um, I love him. Uh, Caper 9, over 10. And Keenan Middleton, one of these three guys. And Middleton looked really good, by the way, when he was traded over to the New York Yankees. Yeah, right under two. They're all established relievers. And one of these three guys will be the St. Louis Cardinal. I'm telling you right now, Stanek, Middleton, Maton. One of those three will be a Cardinal. And I have a new theme this year. I am betting and putting all my money. I shouldn't use the word betting. Major League Baseball won't like that. But I, I am supporting any former Chicago White Sox. That environment was so bad last year. And Keenan Middleton got traded to the Yankees and sort of exposed it, how bad it was. All of these guys need a change of scenery. So I would bank on Tim Anderson having a bounce back year. I would fully support trading for Dylan Cease. I think he's a 2022 Dylan Cease, not the 2023. I would go – I would – I would trade the farm away for Luis Robert, who still had a great year despite being in such a horrible playing environment. When the environment's so bad in Chicago, the play-by-play guy leaves to go take the job of the Detroit Tigers. That's when you know. <laughs> That's when you know. And I, I, I'm a big Keenan Middleton fan. I well, Again, one of those three guys would be a Cardinal. Hey, Greg, you mentioned the name of Dylan Cease, and I have been a big proponent and am a big proponent of Dylan Cease. That being said, he had in Major League Baseball last year one of the worst 
uh, whips. He he allowed a ton of hits. What happened to Dylan Cease last year? What happened to everyone else on the Chicago White Sox roster? They were so dismayed at what the environment was. They weren't listening to anyone. They shut down. They stopped listening. They didn't, they didn't want any help from that group. And when I asked all my pitching friends, Jake Peavy pointed out that you know his slider became even more slurvy, more sweepery, I guess is the word now. Um, and, and guys can pick it up quicker, so they don't swing at it. They weren't swinging at it. He couldn't get, he couldn't get the chase that he got with his slider in 2022, which was arguably the most dominant pitch in baseball in 2022. So it's really um, it's a game of chess, and he's playing it incorrectly. You get him to the right team, his spin rate is every bit as good as it was. Uh, Below is every bit as good as it was. He's still throwing the ball from his right ear, which has got some deception to it. Short arm uh, righty. I, I I would back at the truck for this guy. I, I think he's the 2022 star Cy Young contender, and he's going to strike a ton of people out. Even with his his whip and his ERA over four, he still had a lot of strikeouts. So he wasn't getting the chase, but he was still overpowering players. I think he gets in the right lab, the right pitching lab, with the right group. And, oh, my goodness, this guy. I think the sky's the limit. I, I'm not buying the 2023 numbers for just about any of the Chicago White Sox. That's how bad that environment was. Do you think Sergio Romo is bummed out that he didn't claim the name Sweeper? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't know if anybody's ever said I feel bad for Sergio Romo before, but um, look, hey, if you could do something that Mariano Rivera was able to perfect, and that's walk into a big league game in the big leagues with the best hitters in the world and throw one pitch, and everyone knows you're throwing yeah. one pitch, <laughs> unless 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 you're Miguel Cabrera and it's two outs in the World Series, and then he throws a, a fastball for the first time in two years, and it locks you up for the final out, and he ends the World Series. Sergio Romo had a great run, man, throwing the same pitch over and over again. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. Sonny Gray needs to send him something. He needs a <laughs> gift basket. Sonny Gray needs to send Sergio Romo a gift basket. You know, Suter, Bruce Suter used to talk about how he threw an 87-mile-an-hour heater at the chest of Gorman Thomas to strike him out to end the 82 World Series. He threw, like, 14 pitches in that at-bat, all splitters, and then Gorman Thomas kept following him off, and finally he just threw a heater, took his chances, and Thomas couldn't believe it and struck out. I mean, it's a sign of, it was a sign of things to come. I mean, fastballs are going away. I mean, you're going to see high school kids that don't throw fastballs anymore. I mean, this is where we're going. I mean, kids don't. There are a lot of youngsters right now, and I know this because I'm friends with major league, four major league players who have sons in high school that are working so often on secondary pitches. They can't. They have more control of their slider for a strike or a curveball for a strike than their forcing fastball. It's like Carlos Marmol. Remember him, the uh, closer of the Cubs? Mm -hmm. He couldn't throw his fastball for a strike, but he could throw a slider for a strike. You're going to see a lot of kids that get drafted that will not have one of the basic foundational aspects to pitching, which is fastball command, and that is mind-boggling. We still owe Carlos Marmol a, a fruit basket or something here. (laughs) <laughs> for 2011 for that game. Didn't he wild pitch the tying run home? And, uh, yes. Adron Chambers yes. scored, right? Yes, you had no idea what was coming out of that guy's hand. But 
on the on the flip side, if you have a bat in your hand, you're facing Carlos Marmol, knowing that he has no idea where it's going, that could be a pretty uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. too. So he had that on his side. He was effectively wild. Okay, uh, the big question here is uh, when does Greg Amsinger go to Arizona and does he bring his golf clubs with him? Oh, man, I, I literally was thinking about this this morning. We are changing the way we do our spring training coverage. Okay. And sort of because of me, because I complained about it so much. I complain a lot. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I, I, I do not stay in my own lane, and I try to like <laughs> act like I'm the executive producer all the time. And, and it's really annoying. I feel bad for all my bosses. I, I feel terrible for everybody at MLB Network. But I, I've been clamoring for instead of like sprinkling our spring training content within an hour of MLB tonight, why don't we do a 30 minute show of just each team? Like while we're there, self-contained 30 minutes on each team. We're on board for that, but they're like, okay, Greg, you're doing all 15 teams in Arizona and you good luck putting, you're going to produce all these 30 minute shows. So for me to get what I wanted, I literally have to, like I have to bring a piece of paper to Arizona. I actually like, I know, I know, I know. I, I have to time out a show, Randy. I feel like I have to coordinate with the you know, PR people. I have to send the emails. Like, I'm already regretting this. And I don't know if I can work all day, change into my golf clothes in the parking lot, go play golf until it gets dark, then go have a steak dinner, then pass out and do it over and over and over and over again this year. I, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. If there's a will, there's you'll, a you'll way. You'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, maybe. Maybe what? Why don't I just bring my work into the golf cart? I, that, that I maybe I, I don't know. Oh, I, there I, we I go. There we go. I Do think, a show from a golf no, cart. Wait, but wait, I think you have to be a good golfer to be able to work while you play golf. If you're a terrible golfer like me, you're frustrated all the time. There's no way you can focus on work. That's a good point. So I, I don't think I'm good enough in golf yet to do this. Greg, 64 degrees and sunny in St. Louis this afternoon. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to tee it up, man. You will get a photo, of my muddy? man. <laughs> Isn't the ground still wet and thawing out? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Every drive, every drive will plug. You will not be able to find your ball. You'll be driving over the ground. You'll be able to see it. Clean in place, my man. It's, it works. Yeah, it's a rule. It's a rule. Uh, Greg, have a great day. We love you, man, and we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, you guys are the best. Take care. See you. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.